is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. And welcome to the show. I am Deborah Howell, and today our guest is Danielle Dawes, a women's health nurse practitioner for the Magella Medical Group, which is affiliated with Miller Children's and Women's Hospital in Long Beach. Danielle specializes in preconception counseling, prenatal care, and postpartum care. Welcome, Danielle. Hi, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. So nearly 4 million babies are born in the U.S. every year. While pregnancies are common, most families do have a lot of questions about pre-pregnancy planning. So let's get into some of those questions, all right? All right. How early does pre-pregnancy planning start? Well, the timeline for pre-pregnancy planning is really different for every couple. Being pregnant can be physically, emotionally, and financially challenging, even under the best circumstances. So it's important to have an open dialogue with your partner on all these topics prior to pregnancy. Especially if you suffer from a chronic illness, it's also important that you discuss getting pregnant with your health care provider so that he and she or she can help guide you in determining the ideal time for your own health and the best chances of having a successful pregnancy. Okay. And do you know what kind of vitamins you should be taking if you're pregnant? Most prenatal vitamins actually contain the necessary combinations of vitamins for a pregnancy. They include folic acid, vitamin D, calcium, vitamin C, riboflavin, niacin, vitamin B12, vitamin E, zinc, iron, and iodine. The additional 400 to 800 micrograms of folic acid is really what universally separates a prenatal vitamin from a regular woman's vitamin. It's equally important to talk about when to begin taking them, not just what to take. Prenatal vitamins should actually be initiated a few months before attempting to conceive so that you have adequate vitamin stores and should be continued through the pregnancy up to the conclusion of breastfeeding. Folic acid is most important in the formation of the fetal neural tube, which is the embryologic precursor to the spinal cord, and actually begins to occur immediately following conception and is completed by 28 days after conception. Many people don't even know that they're pregnant by that point. Um, so it really is important to take these vitamins prior to conception. Additional folic acid above that 400 to 800 micrograms is only recommended for women who have had a previous child with a neural tube defect or a birth defect of the brain or spinal cord and should be initiated after talking to your healthcare provider. It's important not to take additional vitamin supplements without talking to your health provider, as some can actually carry additional risks. There are risks of fetal toxicity, for example, with vitamin A supplementation above what is found in your standard prenatal vitamins. That is some great information. All right, now when should you stop taking birth control? You should really only stop taking your birth control when you're ready to become pregnant, since many women will actually get pregnant during their first cycle off of birth control. Really? Yeah. That's That surprises me. Okay. So, well, that answers my next question. How quickly after you stop can you get pregnant in your first cycle? Yeah, absolutely. So, so as I said, many, many um, birth controls will actually have a very rapid return to fertility um, and can be actually even as fast as two missed oral birth control pills, believe it or not. Um, Some specific hormonal birth control methods can be associated with a longer or slower return to fertility. One that specifically comes to mind is Depo-Provera. Several studies actually show that it can take four or more weeks beyond the typical three-month redosing interval before patients using Depo-Provera 
actually begin to ovulate again. Um, but as I mentioned previously, because you can become pregnant almost immediately after stopping most birth control pills, um, not only is it important to keep this in mind, but it's actually ideal to have at least one normal menstrual cycle off of birth control before attempting to con conceive in order to really establish a healthy endometrial lining for implantation of the embryo. And this is just excellent information. Um, are there certain medications you shouldn't be on if you're trying to get pregnant? And if so, can you tell us what they are? Yeah, that's actually a really good question um, that comes up quite, quite a lot. Uh, many medications can pose a, a risk to fetal development at different points throughout pregnancy. Although there certainly are some high-risk medications, the decision to take or not take a, per, a particular medication typically take, depends on the reason a patient is taking the medication, the severity of the underlying medical illness, and the specific fetal risks at different points throughout the pregnancy. Okay. Each patient should really plan to discuss the medications she's taking with her health care provider um, and discuss their specific pro profile of safety during pregnancy before trying to conceive in order to determine which ones should actually be stopped. On the other hand, there are a number of medications that actually should be continued during a pregnancy that many patients automatically discontinue as soon as they find out they're pregnant. A great example of this is actually medications for diabetes, including insulin and oral hypoglycemic agents. Diabetes itself is actually a really risky disease in pregnancy, and when poorly controlled, it carries a high risk of miscarriage and birth defects. In pregnancy, we actually aim to keep patients' blood sugars when fasting or first thing in the morning, less than 90, and after meals, one hour after meals, to about 130. Um, and for this exact reason, because some medications should be continued and others discontinued, especially in the very early time, time period of pregnancy, it's really best to talk about all your medications um, that you're taking with your healthcare provider before attempting pregnancy. And don't hold back, and that includes supplements. Yes, that certainly includes supplements. Okay, what should the partner be doing if the couple is planning, planning a pregnancy? Well, there's really a heightened level of concern um, for partners and partner travel um, during pregnancy and even prior to pregnancy right now because of the effects of the Zika virus on the growing fetus. Right. So Zika virus is a mosquito-borne illness transmitted by the Aedes aegypti mosquito. Symptoms of the Zika virus can include fever, rash, joint pain, or red eyes during or immediately following travel to an endemic area after being bitten by an affected mosquito. It has been associated with abnormal brain development, including microcephaly, intracranial calcifications, and developmental delay. More recently, the Zika virus has also been discovered in the semen of men who have traveled to an endemic area and been bitten by an affected mosquito. Therefore, travel by the male partner can potentially pose a risk to the pregnancy, even if the woman has not traveled. So, based on our current understanding of the disease, couples should wait two months before trying to conceive if the male partner has traveled but had no symptoms of the Zika virus, and six months if the partner has had symptoms. The woman, if the woman is the partner that's traveled, actually, to this affected area, a two-month waiting period is recommended regardless of her symptoms. This is because the Zika virus appears to affect the male reproductive system longer than the female reproductive system in symptomatic patients. 
Um, there, to date, there have been no reported cases of locally acquired Zika virus in the mainland U.S., um, and all U.S. cases have actually occurred following travel to an endemic or affected area. But uh, because the areas where Zika virus um, is found are constantly changing, you should always plan to check with the CDC and check their most up-to-date list of affected areas when planning your travel. Right. The information is out there. You just have to seek it out. Absolutely. Is there a benefit to doing fertility testing prior to getting pregnant? Fertility testing is really only recommended in women under 35 who have been unable to conceive after one year of regular unprotected intercourse. After age 35, that timeline does change some and becomes more abbreviated, and fertility testing is recommended after six months of regular unprotected intercourse. This is because a woman's fertility rate does begin to decrease as she gets older. Fertility can also be decreased in in overweight or obese women, especially for those women who get irregular periods. Weight loss can can really help increase fertility for women who experience this. Okay. And what are the five most important things a woman can do to prepare herself for pregnancy? Yeah, there's quite a number. Um, I think the, the first thing really to consider is it's important to check that you're up to date on all of your vaccinations. There are some vaccinations that cannot be given during pregnancy because they do contain small amounts of active virus um, and therefore present a risk to the developing fetus. However, these same viruses present risk to the baby if the mother is exposed during pregnancy for the first time and has not previously developed immunity either through vaccination or prior exposure to the disease itself. Um, The second thing I would really recommend is to maintain a healthy diet and to keep up with your normal exercise routine. In the U.S., 26% of women of reproductive age are overweight and nearly 30% are obese. Achieving or approaching your ideal body weight prior to pregnancy really helps to reduce your risk during pregnancy, specifically risks um, that, that it would reduce would be risks of diabetes, gestational diabetes, hypertension, and preeclampsia which can be associated with adverse pregnancy outcomes, including growth restriction of the baby, preterm delivery, and and in some cases, stillbirth. The third important thing to consider is both partners should plan to stop smoking. Now, this can be very difficult. This includes um, stopping cigarettes, e-cigarettes, and nicotine substitutes, including patches. Smoking sensation as I said, can be quite difficult, so it is important to start that process as soon as possible when you're thinking about planning a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. In addition to increasing the risk or increasing the risk of cancer, heart disease, stroke, um, just for for the average adult, smoking carries additional specific risks risks during a pregnancy, including fetal growth restriction, placental abruption, and preterm delivery. And studies after delivery show that actually if you resume or continue smoking during that period, that there's increased risk of asthma, bronchitis, and sudden infant death syndrome or SIDS for the child. The fourth thing to consider would be to stop drinking alcohol, including wine, beer, and liquor. There really is no safe amount of alcohol to drink during pregnancy because we don't know the threshold at which fetal alcohol syndrome occurs. Alcohol consumption, even in small amounts, has been associated with birth defects, miscarriage, stillbirth, preterm birth, and developmental delay. 
alcohol consumption can affect the fetus as early as four to six weeks after conception, again, a time period when some people don't know they're pregnant. There are also studies that show limiting caffeine consumption, especially in the first trimester, can reduce risk of miscarriage, and caffeine should really be limited to 200 milligrams a day. The final but probably most important thing that I would recommend is to plan a preconception visit with your healthcare provider to discuss any of your medical or genetic risks and how they might affect your pregnancy. It's important to uh, develop really a very patient-specific, individualized prenatal care for your specific health history with your healthcare provider. Beautiful. And where can listeners go to get more information about pre-pregnancy planning? So there's a lot of great information out there. One place that I would certainly recommend is March of Dimes. They have a great general website that talks about a lot of different different information and different topics for pre-pregnancy or pregnancy planning okay. um, and early pregnancy care. Mother to Baby is also another good source of information that covers a little bit different information than what can be found at the March of Dimes. And actually, the Memorial Care Maternity website actually has a lot of helpful information, including um, information on different classes that you can take to learn even more about birthing classes, breastfeeding, things that are really important when planning a pregnancy. Sounds good. And thank you so much, Danielle, for coming on the show today. To learn more or to listen to a podcast of the show, please visit memorialcare.org. I'm Deborah Howell. Join us again next time as we explore another weekly dose of wellness. Have yourself a fantastic day.